Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it's a number of sports topics. And to start with, you got D-Hop, which I really want to start with because I'm flabbergasted um, that he signed a doggone deal with the Tennessee Titans. He has no desire to win a championship at this point. No, you're right about that. Uh, Tennessee is where wide receivers go to die. Hold on, wait, wait, Rodney, wait. Now, before we go any further, sir, I would like to celebrate you. You just had a birthday, and our listeners need to know how wonderful you are and how inspiring of a gentleman that you are and how amazing you are. So I want to give you your flowers, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate that. Um, shoot, I, I didn't know if I was going to be in town on my birthday at one point because I was stranded to Arizona, which uh, <laughs> you're trying to get home. And the airline doesn't really have your flight go from being delayed to um, we're looking for a fourth stewardess to, oh, we got a, we got a flight attendant. And then you thinking, okay, you're going to leave like an hour later to, um, oh, that flight attendant can't do it. Oh, we got a second one, but they can't do it either. So then your flight gets delayed the next day. You're like, what the heck? Oh, no. I mean, you were stranded in, you were basically stranded in paradise in Arizona, so. <laughs> well, stranded in paradise, but then the, the hotel that they put you up in looks like it hasn't been updated since the 70s and oh no no so i went from a five-star resort to um i don't even think i want to sleep because <laughs> you went to a negative star from five to a negative star oh, yeah. no. like you get on the elevator you like why is the elevator floor warped Oh no, Rodney! I didn't know you had that experience, brother. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, went from leaving supposed to be like two fifty five Friday to leaving at seven thirty in the morning Saturday. Ooh, that's tough. And the so, flight was like what? The flight was what? Four hours? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So. Ooh. It was interesting. That, that is the first time I've had um, a, a delay of that sort. Um, I've had a flight canceled, but luckily, like I, I was flying from here. So, but the crazy thing with that flight was my luggage made it to DC, but I didn't. So, just thought that was interesting. <laughs> man, I can't believe they put you in a shithole, man. That's wrong, Rodney. That's wrong. Who was you flying with? Well, I guess we can put him on blast. Oh no, Delta! What are you doing? Yeah. Oh no. Well, they they trying to cut corners too. You know that's the that's the norm. Yeah, it was it was just it was just it was crazy. And in Arizona, I need y'all to do better too because why are like all the malls outdoor? Oh no, and it's like a hundred and fifteen. Yes. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the mall shopping, and you're like, uh, maybe not because I'm sweating just walking. 
Oh, hell nah. Did you pick up some gems, man? Did you find something out there in Arizona? Oh, no. I, I didn't really find anything. I did go. They had, like, a few Rosses. Um, so that was nice. But I did just get the Kevin Durant's uh, 50 Years of Hip Hop Edition shoes. So. Oh, that's what's up. Now, I know you was looking forward to those. Those was big on your list. Yeah, so... Um, no, just arrived today via FedEx, so that was exciting. It's exciting day. Shoes came. Um, Nas finally has officially come out with well the the album cover, the artwork for um, an album he's been teasing for about a, about two weeks now because he scrubbed his social media. Then he had the Harry Houdini post um, a couple of days ago, and finally today, um, he confirmed we're going to get a Magic 2 album produced by Hit Boy, so, this Friday, so. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah. See, now you're having, you're having a hell of a week right now. Yeah, it's been a pretty good run. Uh, 50 Cents is going to be on this album, so I'm interested to see... What that collaboration brings, this will be the first time they collaborated since, I want to say, 2002, um, when they were on a mixtape together, so. Oh, yeah, now that's, see, that's what I, see, that's what I'm saying, Rodney. Now, I, I was saying this a long time ago, that I, I want to hear some 50, some 50 Cent music, some new music from 50 Cent, and everybody I, was like, what, you want to hear some music from 50? I said, yeah, he's still, he's a great artist. I mean, he of course he's really diving into movies and entertainment right now, but he always put out solid material. Um, I guess a lot of times we would hate him so much that we would kind of look past it, but some of his material wasn't that bad. It's actually like pretty decent. Yeah, so um, it's actually been a pretty good week for hip hop. Davies' album is is pretty good. Um, his last two albums have been fire. You got Niles saying he he's dropping Magic too, so Lisa Keys was here what yes like yesterday, um, heard that yeah. concert was fire. Of course, you just had Drake here. Heard he put on a good show. Heard he actually didn't get fined. Um, the um. What were they saying? $230,000 or whatever he was supposed to get fined. So. Yeah, it, only, for out, uh, only for an outdoor venue. So what I learned is that the outdoor venues, and Drake has performed at a couple of them, that they fine you uh, for being over a certain amount of time because of the noise ordinance. Just, so because he was in an arena, when you're in the inside of a like Little Caesars arena or you're inside of Ford Field, you're fine. If he was at Comerica Park and went over, then he would have got that fine. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the outdoor uh, ordinance because I didn't because I was confused um, when people were saying he was gonna get fined. I know like sometimes like the Fox has something in their contract that they have to be done by a certain time, but I didn't I didn't think anything existed for um, Little Caesars. I was about to say Joe Louis, but that arena is gone. <laughs> No, what I learned, Rodney, was that basically um, Detroit is very lenient when it comes to artists. So they don't mind them going over, which is pretty cool. 
I mean, it, it should have. If she wants you, when you come here, you should want to be able to put on a good show. And a lot of people feel like they have a a pretty lengthy catalog, like Drake does. And he wants to go over twenty minutes, and that should be fine. Um, why would you want to deter him from not coming back? So yeah, let him go over. What the hell? Yeah. So it's it's and it's been a, a great year for um, concerts in Detroit. Um, we still have a few. Big concert coming up. LL Cool J. His, the, I guess it's like a 50-year hip-hop concert will be here um, August the 18th. I'm sad that Ice Cube, I don't know what's going on with his concert, but I guess it was canceled. Um, I guess it was supposed to coincide with the big three being here. Um, Coco Jones, I'm really surprised where she's performing. I thought she would be at a bigger, bigger venue. Because uh, she's at the Majestic, but that's exciting because it will be very intimate for those that do go. So I think all in all, it has been a great year for, for concerts in Metro Detroit. I'm just mad Janelle Monet is not coming here. I know. That kind of surprised me, too. Um, I don't know if she realized how big of a fan base that she has here in, in the uh, Detroit area, man. I, we love Janelle Monet. So I was really surprised that she didn't choose us. Um, maybe she'll change her mind. Maybe some things will open up. Yeah, so um, overall, great week for music. Maybe 2023 is, is going to get better for music after all. You got Drake coming out with a highly anticipated album. Um, no release date yet. Uh, maybe we'll get a 50 Cent album. I got a feeling he's going to come out with something considering this is like the 20 year anniversary of Give Richard Die Trying and he's on tour. So I think he's here in September. Uh, you had Eminem pop up at the Ed Sheeran concert. Um, so actually, I ran into some people that at the airport that were flying into Detroit just for the Ed Sheeran concert. So. Yeah, so now people know that when certain artists come in, you might get a special guest appearance by Eminem. So that's when they know. And he'll do a couple of songs extra, just like he did at the Ed Sheeran concert. So, um, yeah, that's if you want that special guest appearance and that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you know 50, I mean, I'm sorry, you know Eminem rocks with them. I'm expecting when 50 Cent comes here that maybe Eminem will you know, hold it down and rock with him too. I think 50 Cent is coming back around to do an, an, another concert here. So, Yeah, so yep. um, I'm expecting some members of D12 to probably um, be there as well. So who knows who 50 will bring out during uh, the Detroit concert. I want to say it's at Pine Knob. So. Yeah, it's at Pine Knob, yeah. Yeah, so... Let's let's get into some NFL because I got some bones to pick on a lot of different topics. <laughs> oh boy! So I uh, said this at the start of the pod podcast. DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what D Hop is doing. Two year, twenty six million, having incentive deal. And ha- I'm I'm hoping something comes out where they like that's the only offer he got because. You're not going to win anything in Tennessee. Hell, you'll be lucky to make the playoff this year in Tennessee. Who's the quarterback? 
It's Tan. It's Tannehill. Yeah, but there, I'm I'm hearing rumors that it's gonna be Will Levis or um, what's the 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 this hell? They just drafted the quarterback the year before Malik Willis. I'm I'm hearing rumors of, but I mean Derrick Henry and we we'll, we can talk about running backs in a minute. He probably got what one two two more good year left in him. I I don't I don't see the fit. Um, maybe he didn't sign with New England because Bill O'Brien, but I kind of would have waited to see what happens in Kansas, in Kansas City, because rumors were that they were going to try to rework Chris Jones' deal to free up money to sign D-Hop. I, if you would have told me he was going to t- Tennessee, hell, he, he would have been be- better off staying in Arizona, if you ask me. Kyler Murray's and and if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I can't stand Kyler Murray. But I feel <laughs> like it's a better quarterback situation in Arizona than anything that they have in Tennessee right now. Well, he didn't have a chance to really stay in Arizona. They they basically cut him and they released him. But he has so many different teams to go to, and I felt like he could have probably got the same money. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I'm hoping that. Something comes out and they say this is the only deal that was on the table for him. Because I I don't see I don't see what's the purpose of signing with Tennessee. Like basically yeah. that's where quarter wide receivers go to die and basically lately quarterbacks too. So no. Yeah, it was one of those deals when it came across my phone breaking news. I'm like I'm thinking automatically it's New England because that's you know that's one of the two teams that he's been mainly connected to, or I was hope I thought Kansas City might pull a oh they you know restructure Chris Jones deal resign him to an extension and they sign D Hop. That's what I was thinking when I seen Tennessee. I'm like, what? Like one, who's your quarterback? Two, you're going to get double team nonstop because who's your Who's your, who's the second option? Right, and he's I don't I don't think he's no longer like elite like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like you throw a double team at him, it can be a soft coverage. It doesn't even have to be really a. a I, I can see him being good against basically like the third string uh, cornerback or something of that nature. Maybe the second, but. For him to be the number one priority going against basically everybody's top cornerback every night, that's not going to work, man. Every week, that's not going to work. Yeah, so I not, that that signing baffled. Like, who's his agent? <laughs> like, I don't know. Was it collusion? Like, was this a Lamar Jackson situation where teams just, I don't know, he has such a bad rap in the league. Nobody really wanted to take a run at him. Um it was it a situation where he did want to be the number one? Because, like you said, I don't see him matching up well against anyone's number one corner. Like maybe in a situation like Kansas City, where you have multiple receiving options, or where he doesn't necessarily have to play the role of a one. Because you know, if you go to Kansas City, um, all the attention is going to be on Travis Kelsey. And you could you could get favorable matchups as a two, but and then like I said, who Tannehill, Willis, Levis, like they all suck. 
<laughs> like Tannehill had like what one and a half good seasons. Uh, that last year he sucked. The 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 team has is they 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 are devoid of talent after you get past Derrick Henry. So I, I I just don't get it. I know, and then I was thinking to myself, I know this sounds so cliche, but I was hoping that he signed at least with the Lions. The Lions have they you know they have some pretty good wide receivers out there. And they got a take, ton of cap space. <laughs> they got a ton of cap space. They got some good wide receivers that can kind of basically serve as a number one. You got Gibbs, you got uh, Amara. So I'm thinking like if you sign to the Lions, that's kind of basically a no brainer. And like you said, a ton of cap space too. Amara demands a double team. Gibbs demands a double team. Now you throw D Hop in there. You got Reynolds. Um, they Marvin and Jones. Baymo comes back, and then the, yeah, then the running game is crazy. The tight ends are crazy. Uh, sir, why would you not sign with the Lions? I would take a, a five million dollar loss, sign with the Lions for fifteen million, and you can get you can damn near get you a ring. Like the I, the line is good. I, I don't understand. It's a bad move. I, I would have took a prove a deal. Give me a one year, ten million dollar deal. Okay, I like that too. That would have been a good deal. Yeah, so I just I don't I don't I don't know what the thinking was. Saquon Barkley, uh, Josh Jacob, Tony Pollard. I mean, running it pretty much. I guess running backs only have a five year shelf life in the NFL now. That's basically what teams are saying because for none of the three high-profile running backs to be able to get a deal done um, is is it's alarming. I mean, we grew up in an era where the, the running back were the star. You have Barry Sanders, you have Emmitt Smith, uh, Thurman Thomas. Um, later on, you have, like, LaDamian Thomason, and now it just seems like they like, oh, we can just put anybody up at running back. So Well, the, guy, well, the guys that you speak of, Rodney, are legendary. And and they're once in their generational talents. I think the guys now they're good, but the game has changed. A lot of those quarterbacks that you talk of were every down backs, um, and they you know usually they'll probably hand it off to um, a fullback or something of that nature. But those guys were every down backs, and they really rarely had a backup running back behind them. So. If you really think about how the game has changed, it's a it's a damn near a plethora of running backs. You got teams that's four, three and four running backs deep. So it's basically running back by committee. So why would we sit up here and give a a, a guy that's basically not an every down back a ton of money, and he's and he's a running back by committee? It just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I, I understand what's going on. Yeah, I just I. Saquon, I, I I knew him and the Giants weren't going to reach a deal like they. I mean, he talks all you know. I want to be a Giant for life, all of that, but it, nothing on either side said that they were going to come to an agreement. Josh Jacobs, if I if I was anybody playing for the Las Vegas Raiders right now, I want out. <laughs> um, they're the New England Patriots of the West, and it hasn't worked anywhere but New England, so. Uh, I'm hell. Sit out as long as you want to, Josh Jacob. Tony Pollard, I feel bad for because I feel like with Dallas, he's getting a raw deal because they saw what happened with Zeke firsthand. So, 
Well, Dallas is known for yeah. See, that's the thing with Dallas. They've been signing. They've been making bad signings at running back for the longest, and everybody's just been a huge letdown for Dallas. Um, and they give all these running backs these big deals, and it seems like Pollard. What is he? Uh, this will be his fourth season, right? Um, it's either yeah, it's the fourth season because yeah, they they fr- yeah. And they franchised him yeah because he wasn't a first round pick. So yeah, this is. Yeah. Yeah, this is his fourth season. So, I mean, if you look at it, if you think about how with Zeke, when Zeke came out, Zeke was really good in his first three seasons, but then his fourth season. So now you're right. Dallas is a little scared now. Dallas is like, wait a minute. Every time we get a running back, when it comes to their fourth or fifth season, they let us down. They're not as strong and durable, and they wind up getting injured. So they got a little bit of stage fright. Um, I don't think Pollard would ever get a big deal. If he didn't get a deal by now, he's not going to never get one. And it, it's just, it's really bad right now for running backs. The culture's changed. So I don't think you're ever going to get a big deal anymore for running backs. Like, it's, it's over with for running backs and big deals. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just I just felt it. I feel it's interesting um, seeing how much the, the running back um, – has changed in the, in the last 20 years. Um, Christian McCaffrey got paid, but that's just about it. And I think Christian McCaffrey, like you said, is one of those generational talents where he can pretty much um, – I wouldn't even call him a run, running back. He kind of like a slash. You can put him in the slots. You can, you know, line him outside need to be. Um, so, And think about his resurgence too, Rodney. After – after his what third season, he started getting injured. He finally got healthy, and and got traded to the uh, the Forty Nine. Yeah, matter of fact, he, I think he was injured. And got a got an offensive line. Right. So you got to think about it like that too, Rodney. Like he 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 went through that same cycle, and he wound up getting a big deal because he showed out for his first three years. So you can got you can maybe run into a franchise that might fall for the fool's gold. But I don't think no franchise no more is falling for that uh, for the running backs, man. Um, they're not going to get max contracts no more or, or get uh, ridiculous contracts like quarterbacks. So it's over for them. Yeah, I just uh, – as training camps open, this, what, this week, you got the Hall of Fame game coming up, and I just think it's interesting – that the top three running backs on franchise tag, none of them was able to come to a long-term deal. You still have Ezekiel Elliott out there. Um, he's like the forgotten man. I forgot he was a, a free agent right now. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Dalvin where, Cook, too. Yeah, but I, I think <laughs> Dalvin Cook ultimately ends up in Miami. Um, he's, trying to, he's trying to wait it out and be a, a – I don't know why he's trying to wait it out and wait past training camp when he should be trying to join while some while he, you know training camp is in session so he can go ahead and they can put something around him, put an offensive line around him, and run some schemes. If he's trying to come to a team like in the middle of the season during like a trade deadline situation or in the middle, that that's not going to work. He needs to get a team right now, get on that team and and run some plays and focus on some plays for him. Because other than that, he's coming going to a shitty situation and be like D Hop. Yeah. So if he doesn't, if he ends up anywhere else than Miami, I'll be surprised. Zeke, I have no idea where he'll end up. 
I'm not surprised that he's not signed because, like you said, he's been a shell of himself for better parts of two years now. So, and what's crazy is like I think he ran for eight hundred and something yards last year. But yeah, but Tony Pollard still st- stole the show. Like you would never know Zeke ran for that many yards with Tony Pollard having you know the the year he had. Hell, I had Zeke on my fantasy team, so. Yeah, and you know what's crazy too? All the all the running backs that we're talking about, Eckler, uh, Cooks, um, Zeke, Pollard, uh, I mean, just every running back you can think of, they had a pretty good season. Like, nobody really had a shitty season. And those teams still told those guys, look, we're going to cut you. We're not going to give you an extension. We're not going to give you a, a lot of money, a ton of money. And you can find a new home. And they, they mm-hmm. let Eckler and some of those other guys go out there and try to go to another team, and nobody still didn't bite. Yeah, so I I just think it's interesting where we're at in, in the running back market. Um, have you had a chance to catch quarterback on Netflix? No, I didn't get a chance to ke- check it out. Is it pretty good? So, yeah, it's pretty good. For those that haven't, Heard about quarterback follows. Um, I'll start with the least of the entertainment quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, then Kirk Cousins, and then the person that steals the show, uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's eight episodes on Netflix. It goes all the way from the start of last season all the way up to Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl MVP. Um, Patrick Mahomes by himself makes it worth watching. Her cousin has some pretty cool moments. Marcus Mariota, it's okay. It's odd, especially, you know, because he walked away from Atlanta last season, so it was odd because they don't, he doesn't really go into why it's like all of a sudden he has knee surgery and it's away from the team and that's pretty much where his story ended in the show but um Patrick Mahomes just his personality just shines bright throughout the the whole series um especially the game against the Raiders where um Max Cosby took an unnecessary shot at him and I didn't expect like I didn't even remember this him and him getting in the face of Max Cosby and, and like you actually because, you know, when you're watching the game, you can't really hear what they're saying. Oh, you heard what he was saying on, on the, in the series. So, Well, yeah, I got to check that out, man. That sounds filthy. Yeah, I definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, it got to the point where he was like, you know, I was pissed if um, Andy Reid had to say something to me to calm me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and check that out, brother. Yeah, so it's eight episodes. Um, hell, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. One of the days I didn't leave after the conference. I didn't leave my hotel room because I was too, too busy watching that. It's that good. So, uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> um, the NFL, have you looked at some of the Madden ratings that have been released? Um, I looked at some of the Madden ratings, and I was I was puzzled and confused. <laughs> um, they always confuse me with these ratings, though. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are puzzled and confused. A lot of current players, uh, 
are puzzled and confused about their their man rating. So, um, I know here in Detroit, C, uh, CJ Gardner posted something about his rating. Uh-huh. Hell, they got Kirby Joseph at like a 75 and uh, branch that was just drafted by the, the Lions at a 76. So that's confusing. But, and then I don't know if you caught the the NFL executive rankings. They only have three Lions in, in the top 10 at their position. Wow. Yeah, the only only Lions they have in the top ten at their position is Frank Ragnall. Um uh, the other one. Ragnall, Panay Sewell, and on defense, uh CJ Gardner. That's that it. is insane. That's insane. Wow. You know, I kinda like that the Lions are uh I, I needed them to get negative matting ratings. I need them to get negative publicity because a lot of people were riding the wave too much and they were getting a big hit. I need yeah, the Lions to this brings them down to reality, hopefully. Yeah, I'm so I'm honestly thinking the media's a lot higher on the Lions at this point than some actual NFL execs for for I just I just found some of the rankings fascinating. And like I said, some of some of the NFL players also. But yeah, only have three Lions in the top ten at their position. Um, it's baffling. Yeah, every time I look at something on, on the sports um, media, you know, just sports media on Instagram or even on ESPN, listen to them talk. Um, and I still haven't got over the layoff, so I, I know a lot of people are having, but, <laughs> but every time I listen to some guys talk, man, and it just seems like they just lately, they were really high on the lines, but lately they've been really down. I haven't been seeing golf, um, at the top of the rankings as far as like, uh, quarterbacks in the NFC or AFC come by. I don't even yeah. think most of a lot of people don't even have him top 20. Which is can crazy. We, can we talk about so you brought up quarterback ratings. And there is a couple that baffle me. How is Matthew Stafford in the top ten of some of these ratings? That's what I was trying to say. Like I I was kind of surprised. It's more than that, man. Like I didn't even see golf was missing on a lot of those ratings. They, they combined the AFC and the NFC together. And golf wasn't even nowhere near top twenty. He wasn't even top twenty in none of those. They had Stafford in there. They had Aaron Rodgers, all types of different quarterbacks, even guys that were like way over the hill. I think in a couple of them, Ryan Tannehill was in there. Yeah, Tannehill is in there. Um, I saw Fields. A lot of people are big on Fields. I just yes. I and. They're like big on field. They're big on a lot of these other quarterbacks, and then they're down on golf, which is, like I said, which is just fascinating altogether. I'm trying to put two and two together, and maybe I don't see it, or maybe I don't understand, or maybe I am just riding the high off of uh, last season and, and hoping that the Lions are, are pushed through and, and have a resurgence. 
Yeah, but then, US, USA Today even has a golf at 15. That's actually pretty decent. I'll take golf at mm-hmm. 15. Because we were trying to put together some of the, the quarterbacks that we thought were better. I mean, I I don't know. I guess you can say, you know, a lot of people got Dak Prescott in there. I think Dak Prescott might be better than golf. Um, let me, you let don't me like Kyler you. Murray. I, I think Kyler Murray is a special guy. If you put him in a different situation, he'd probably be better than golf, too, to be honest. Um, it's a couple. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to really sit there and think to myself. Let me ask you this early? one. Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Give me Goff. Okay. Um, his, his I'll take Golf over Geno, too. Over who? Geno Smith. I'll take Golf over Geno. And they got Geno in there like top 10. I've seen Geno top 10 in a couple of them. Yeah, so it's just some of these raids make no sense. Like they like they have D they have D Hop seventh ranked wide receiver. I'm sorry, he was suspended what six games last season and did not look all that great when he came back from suspension. So I don't get it, but Guess that's why they play the game, but like you said, maybe this will be motivation um, that the the Lions need. Yeah, they need that motivation because right now they're just. I don't. I don't think they're getting the the respect, but they need that motivation. Um, I don't want them to get their heads too big. I want them to come in, kick some ass this season, and at least take the division. That's all I want them to do. Take the division. Take the NFC. No, take the division. You might not win the conference, but at least get the division. Yeah, which I, I think is very obtainable, especially the way their schedule sets up. Um, just, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't get the rankings. I don't understand some of them. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, I don't really get how he not not top. 15 edge rusher on some list considering that he had nine and a half sacks as a, as a rookie three interceptions um was the most double team player edge rusher in 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 the nfl last season so i just i just just do not get it yeah i'm i'm so confused rodney and like i said i i would think like he had they, those guys had a big season last year, um, coming in as rookies. I feel like they only can get better. Sky's the limit, and Dan Campbell has them fired up. Um, maybe maybe people are just waiting for him to show and prove because the Lions haven't won the division since 1993. You know that, right? Yeah. So so maybe people like man, look, it's been some, it's been quite a while. It's been 30 years, Rodney. Yeah, so I, I I mean if not this year when is is it, it's my model right now. It's right. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe people just like wait a minute. We don't want to drink the uh, Kool Aid just yet. It's been a while. They looked good before, plenty of times before, and they gave it away. So just show us something. I think next year. I think if the Lions show us something this year, and then. You know, they win a division, they look pretty good. Maybe they'll rank them higher and get the respect they deserve. But right now, I, I, I understand. I guess I understand. Yeah, so 
I'm eager. This is this is the year where you're like time of year where like you're itching for for football to start. Um, you like I think we're like 50 days away from kickoff. Training camps are are about to to start this week. You got college football. I think we're less than 40 days away from college football. I'm really interested to see because um, week zero you get TCU Colorado. What happens with that? Um, this has oh, to be. We know what's gonna happen with that. <laughs> Play Nightmare on Elm Street, Alexa. You already know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just Colorado's going to be musty TV. Not because of the players per se, but because of the coach. Um, it'll be very, very interesting to see how quickly, if anything, Dion could get the program turned around. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a middle of the road type season for Colorado. They're actually they're either going to be really good and surprising people and win eight nine games, or they're going to be terrible. And loot and probably only win three games. <clears throat> I don't see them have. I don't see them having a six and six season, like I said, or a seven and five type season. I, I see this thing going one or two ways. He's they're <laughs> going to get some unexpected wins, or they're going to take it on the chin every week. Uh, they're going to take it on the chin every week because their schedule is brutal. The schedule is tough, man. And that's the thing, too. The schedule is tough. Um, Dion tried to do everything in his power. Um, he got a few of the young men to come. But it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Yeah, he, so. He needs, he needs at least a couple more years to, to recruit and put some guys together. Hopefully people don't leave a little early. And maybe, maybe in three, give me two or three years, they'll be okay. They'll be formidable. But right now, first season, they're going to get their ass whooped, man. And then you got a lot of guys trading in and out of the team, too, and transferring. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, you all got bad. people that transferred there and then transferred out, literally. Right. Yeah, I want to say it was like 12 people that actually transferred to Colorado before the spring game and transferred out soon after. So, I don't, I don't know – what to make of Colorado at this point, except all I know is they're either going to be really good, some of these transfers that he did get are going to work out, or they're going to be terrible. And if right now, just looking at their schedule, like I, I would actually go back on what I said earlier and say they're probably going to be really terrible. But he may surprise us. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got a feeling like, especially with them being the – they got a history of being the – just that team that's just always bottom of the barrel of conference. Um, yeah, I don't think nothing changes this season. I want them to squeak out some games, but when the competition is just that much better and the division is just that's that much, it's just really good. Uh, they have a pretty good division. It's just it, it reminds me of like Northwestern trying to win in the Big Ten division. Like it's impossible. Every every now and then, every ten years, they might have one team. That's pretty decent. They get close. They go over five hundred, but yeah. <laughs> that's what Colorado reminds me of. Like when the last time they won anything or been decent or won yeah, they're, or they're, been over five hundred. Like it's they're it's coming bad. off of what a one in eleven season, so it'll be 
their their schedule is just brutal. So I'm I'm real curious to like Colorado's interesting. The Big Ten is very very interesting because um, I think it's a three team race. This this has to be Jim Harbaugh's best chance to to win a national championship. Pretty much everybody that was important on offense, except like Ronnie Bell, is returning. Every your everybody on defense, except Jermaine Green and 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 a couple other people, DJ Turner are returning. So if not now, when? I know Penn State would be better. Ohio they State lost has, a lot too. Yeah, Ohio State has talent, but they don't have a quarterback, or I should say, a proven quarterback. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting. I, I feel like th- this has to be Michigan here. Georgia, they'll ha- they'll be talented, but they have lost a whole lot over the last two seasons. You know what, Rodney? I got a bold prediction. I believe that Ohio State will fire their coach. If not this season coming up, the next season he'll be fired because he can't put anything together. And they they got – oh, go ahead. I don't think he gets fired, but I I, I feel you want that. I I feel like something else is going to happen, though. They're not going to take – brother, they're not going to take multiple losses – what is what's this will be if if you, the next couple of years will this be like three or five I'm sorry will this be four or five consecutive losses to Michigan? Yeah, so this and this, hear me out. This is why I don't think he gets fired. I think he takes the NFL job. Oh wow! I, I think he sees the writing on the wall, and I think he goes to the NFL. I don't think the NFL will want him after all those consecutive losses to Michigan. Some team, some team will say, you know, he he beat everybody else, but in Michigan basically, um, and they got they got a really interesting schedule too. They have Notre Dame again, so that that sets up to be very very um, interesting. But I but I I, I feel you that. Especially, especially like this year, if they ooh, he will be. <laughs> they will be. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose like quite a few games. They, they they're not that good. They lost uh, a lot of people. They lost a lot of people, Rodney, and like they lost a lot of the, their offensive weapons, offensive line, offensive wide receivers. They lost a starting quarterback. Like they lost a lot of people, and. This season, I don't. If people were thinking Ohio State is going to be really good this season, they're rebuilding right now. They didn't so, go on a transfer portal and go get anybody. Like they're they're really literally rebuilding. I think they're going to take three losses on the chin, and one of those losses is going to be against Michigan at the so, big house for sure. And so they open with Indiana, Youngstown State. We can give them victories there. Western Kentucky, we can probably get them a victory there. Then you have the September twenty third game at Notre Dame. Maryland at home, Purdue at home, Penn State at home. That could be a very tricky game. Wisconsin is a wild card because Luke Fickle is now the coach. Oh, man. And he's going to be fucking fired up. Yeah. He's going to be 
Fickle, you know what's crazy? Fickle should have been the coach, man. That's that's tough, especially yeah. what the job he did as uh, Cincinnati too. He always wanted to be, come back and do the Big Ten, but that's why he came back and got that Wisconsin job because he wants to whoop on fucking Ohio State for sure. Yeah, so Michigan is a, has a very manageable like East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers to start off while at home. Then we can pencil in some W's. Nebraska, I think Nebraska will be better, but I think they're two years at least away from um, contending. I feel like Matt Rule has to tear that whole program down and rebuild it. Minnesota could be tricky. Rivalry game for the Brown Little Jug. Um, Roll the boat, I guess. Indiana, Michigan State rivalry game, but I, I feel like this could be the year it all unravels for Mel Tucker. Purdue yeah. at Penn They're State. They're just like Ohio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I like I said, I, I feel like this is Jim Harbaugh's talent-wise best team. Uh, and honestly... They should definitely run away with this, man. Like, I don't think that nobody can honestly beat them, like, on talent. Talent-wise, on paper, Michigan looks really good. You still got that two-headed monster at the running back position. The offensive line, as long as the offensive line really didn't change much, they should dominate. Yeah, they should so. dominate the Big Ten this season. The Big Ten is theirs. Um if they stay healthy, then maybe they can get the championship, which I hope I hope for before we change over and and uh, UCLA comes over and USC. So, and UCLA, well USC, I know has already. Uh, I'm on a I'm in a Big Ten discussion group on Facebook, and they've already some USC fans have already joined the group, and I've already said how USC is going to dominate the Big Ten in two years. So. Um, <laughs> Which they gonna get a, they gonna get a rude awakening. Yeah, I'm really curious what happens when they have to go to uh, the big house in late November, or to the horseshoe in late November, or they have their first um, whiteout game at in at Penn State. It's not it's not fair. Do you, I, do you, do they, I, Right, I don't think that's fair, because think about like everybody that you just named. If they have to play Rutgers and Penn State, I understand Rutgers and Penn State flying back too, also to USC and playing at UCLA. That can that's difficult too. That time frame difference, but flying all the way, going backwards. That, and that's why and I feel going like... back in time, not the not the going forward in time, like getting a couple extra hours to play instead of losing a couple hours. That sucks. You losing three hours and you got to play at twelve, which is nine o'clock of California. Uh, yeah, what the oh. fuck is going? Like what? So like, what are you gonna do? So that's why I feel like the Big Ten like expansion has to be inevitable, right? You need two more West Coast teams, whether it's Oregon, Washington, Arizona, but I don't pick two. So that way you play pods. You play the four teams in your pod. You might travel. 
let's say you travel to Michigan, Ohio State, and it would suck scheduling-wise, but you play them back-to-back. That way you stay on the East Coast for for that whole second week or something. Yeah, because it, it has to be a night game. Other than that, what's the purpose? Other than that, yeah, you're sabotaging, game you're or, sabotaging or, those or, games. Or a 330 yeah, you're sabotaging them. Yeah, you're going to sabotage USC and UCLA. You have nobody else over there. No matter who they play, they're going to be going losing a couple of hours because the most furthest team is what uh, Nebraska in yeah, Maryland. Um, no, no, yeah. I'm sorry, Nebraska in in uh, in uh, Illinois, Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and you're still losing a couple of hours. Like that makes no sense. So that's why I was going to say they need to add an Oregon. They need to add some more people, and then you can possibly go ahead and just make a West. And then put Nebraska and Iowa over there, because other than that, it it it's like you're basically sabotaging that team. They're not going to do good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're on the if same page. Look- like you have you have to add at least two more teams, because uh, I mean, eventually if- college football, uh, the SEC and Big Ten are going to have twenty teams apiece. That's that's where it's headed. Yeah, no, I agree. They're gonna have twenty teams apiece. But Rodney, if you look at sports history, and you look at look at the Red Wings and their dominance when they were in the Western Conference Division, teams will have to come and play us. They'll lose sleep. The Red Wings didn't mind going out there to play Colorado and the Kings and you know and all these other teams out in the West because they will always have the advantage. You yeah, can, you yeah. see the same thing in the NFL. They won all those championships. Yeah. Teams in the NFL that have to go from the West Coast to the East Coast for those twelve o'clock starts, like they play terrible. Like the I don't have the record offhand, but I know their team from the West Coast going east are under five hundred. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. It's really bad, especially when those games are early. Now NBA, you can get away with that in the NBA. NBA always had it pretty pretty decent. NHL they was trying to figure it out, but NBA always had it decent. The Lakers, if you're going to go play the Lakers, they always have it at a set time. It'll still be a late-night game. The Lakers, it still would be a decent game. It would never be like an early morning game. Every now and then, you might have a 7 a seven p.m. game or something of that nature, but it'll be on like a Sunday, and they'll have a couple days rest. NBA always figured it out. But for some reason, baseball and, and, uh, and hockey and some of the other sports just can't figure it out. College, they can't figure it out. They don't know how to schedule it around and make it better. So you're talking about guys playing one, once or twice a week. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, it'll it be very, very interesting to see um, what happens in the Big Ten this year and in the future. The SEC, um, I can't wait because this is two straight years. Alabama has lost to Georgia. Um I feel like we're going to get hell scorched Nick Saban this year, so he'll be very interesting. But I feel like the the SEC um, West and the Big Ten East, they kind of cannibalize each other. Like, if you can abide in those two divisions, um, the national championship, I feel like this year, is coming from one of those two divisions. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly on that one, Rodney. And you you know we might just get a a crazy Nick Saban too. A lot of people telling him that he should uh, hang it up or um, 
he's not as good. He's lost his step. He's not as good of a coach as he was before. I think he has a lot to prove right now because yeah, the thing true. is, he has less talent, Rodney. He doesn't have the talent to spread around now. So he has less talent. Can he work like every other team has worked up until the past couple years with less talent or equal talent, if that matter? Like he's always had like overpowered teams. Well, now everybody's like going everywhere they fucking really want to go. You got teams like USC coming up. Why wouldn't you want to go play for Cali for uh, go over there and play for California teams? Or why wouldn't you want to go play for Michigan, Ohio State, history, historic teams, you know, teams that got a better climate, teams where it's actually things to do at the college campus? Um, not saying that I know what goes on in Alabama, but it's plenty of other basically good places to play. You know what I'm saying, Rodney? Yeah. I don't know what the yeah, hell's I'm, going on in Alabama. Yeah, and if you haven't been to Tuscaloosa, it's <laughs> – Alabama University is the only thing in Tuscaloosa, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's other things to do. Take me to Miami, sir. Take me anywhere else, but take me. And Miami's an interesting situation because their coach could be gone after two years, and they paid all the money to get him there. But uh, (laughs) I think Miami (laughs) and Florida State play – no, Miami and Texas A&M plays this year, and I feel like whatever coach loses that game will lose their job at the end of the season. Damn, that's messed up, but it's so true. You know what's crazy, Rodney? Now we're talking about that, too. You know what? Don't take me to Miami, because I don't know what the hell is in the water. They always get into trouble down there. Maybe because it's too much shit to do, and maybe it's hot, it's beautiful, you got beautiful women around, you got... uh, it's just I don't know what the hell is going on, but it seems like it's always trouble. <laughs> trouble, yeah. trouble. So before we um get out of here, we got about seven minutes left. NBA. James Harden still unsigned. Um Damian Lillard still looking for a trade out of Portland. Well, I'm going to say James Hearn's still unsigned because he technically did sign with Philly. He's awaiting a trade. Daryl Morey basically saying that they're trying to facilitate a trade. But don't be surprised if we try to hang on to James Harden. I think they should hang on to James. I don't see why not. I They ran into a hell of a buzzsaw. It, was, it went to game seven. They went to game seven. Um, why not hang on to James and why not try to build around him and Embiid? They both want to win a championship. That's the best. That's their best opportunity. If I'm Daryl Morey and I'm the Philadelphia GM, Portland may say no to this, but I'm calling Portland to see if I can package James Harden with, with maybe Tobias Harris or somebody to get Damian Lillard in return. Um I don't know. That Portland team might be nasty. You do something like that. I'm, they, I'm just saying. If I'm, Portland, if I'm Portland, I, I got to entertain that, right? That give me if hard. I'm, Tobias, if I'm Portland, give me that, give me that all day long. Tobias that Portland Harris team will win 50 games. On an expiring contract. Um, that Portland still, team will win 50 games, Rodney. You still got Jeremy Grant there. And then if I'm Philly... If I can keep Maxie with Lillard in with Embiid, 
think I might have a top three tree on in the East. Man, that would be actually a good trade. You got uh-huh. Jeremy Grant there. You got uh, it, it's not it's not only, you got Nurkic, you got Simmons, um, you got uh the new uh, Scoop Henderson was it Scoop? Yeah, Scoop Hand. Like I, I you gotta, Tobias, yeah, you put Tobias on that team too, along with James Harden. That squad is pretty nasty. You give him give me fifty games, and plus with that that bench is that like the stuff around Dame Lillard. Damian Lillard has a team basically around him. But it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit him and his play style. It fits the play style more of a James Harden. In all honesty, yeah, that's not that, that's why I feel like you know if I'm if I'm Daryl Morey and I feel he, I may I gotta make that call to Portland just to see what it takes. the The other place that hasn't been really talked about in the Dame Lillard or Jay. James Harden sweepstakes is, and it's a team that I, I that I hate because of one particular player on it. But if I'm Minnesota, I need to be kicking the tires to see what it would take to get, especially Dame Lillard. I feel like if you surround Anthony Edwards with it with a, a a great point guard, I mean you got Rudy Gobert, he'll be there. But well. But well, it's Dame Lillard, Cat, Anthony Edwards. That's a nice little trio right there. They're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, get Dame Lillard and not. Oh, I, I grew up Edwards there in a heartbeat. No, but they're not gonna. They have to include Edwards or uh, Cat Williams and I'm mean, a Cat or a uh, Cat in the uh, in the trade. That's impossible. They they would be fools not to like give me Edwards and give me. I know, Kat. but you got you gotta. If I'm in this other, I gotta make the call. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's worth the shot, man. But that would be the stupidest trade in history. Like, who the hell are you getting back if you Portland then? And they can keep Rudy. I already got Nurkic. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. You know how much I despise Rudy Gobert being on that Minnesota team. Like I, I feel like he's single handedly keeping them from being a top four team in the in the West. You know what's crazy? I was uh, I was hearing, I was hearing that Rudy Gobert actually gave uh, the Joker, and he actually held the Joker out of the playoffs the past couple times. Did you realize that? Yeah, he was part of the team that that knocked him out. And the one time that he, he did lose, the Joker was so banged up. By the time they played the Lakers in the bubble, the Lakers spanked him. Yeah, so I I don't know. I'm just <laughs> if I'm Minnesota, I, I make that call too, just just to see. The only thing you can tell me is no. Yeah, that's true. Man, you know what? I owe the Pistons an apology too, Riley, before we get out of here. I want to apologize to the Pistons. Uh, the draft picks that you guys have are pretty good. <laughs> I just want to say that I apologize because I, you know, I I said some things that were hurtful. Said we probably made a mistake. I think those guys would be pretty good. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people um, feel that way right now. So. Yeah, but at the same time, though, the guys that we didn't pick, I think those guys would be really good, too. So, um, 
I think Whitmore is going to be good. Of course, I know you didn't want to go with the guy from Michigan, the Michigan man, um, Imani. But I thought that I think Bates, I think Bates will be really good. I think he's he's shown and improved in Cleveland during this uh, the summer league that he can really hold his own and create his own shot. Um, and you know, I, he done he's done it efficiently. I know they gave him the green light, so he just was basically throwing up anything. But some of those games that he played in, he was really efficient. He, he knocked down. I think he, at one game he went what six for seven from three. He was pretty good. I think Bates would be really good, man. He's gonna. He's a pure shooter. He's a killer. Yeah, I. I want him to do well, because um, he is from from Michigan. So I do want him to do well. Um, it's just maybe. I'm glad he's he's in. Cleveland, where you, you you can people can see him play, but he's far enough away from the the riffraff, basically. Yeah, so, I can see that. I can see you on that one. Yeah, I'm, I got you, man. Right, you're right about that. Because that that was my biggest concern if he did stay home, and I know he he has some family issues, so that was my biggest concern. Him staying away from the mess. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like he really would have did a lot, did it more better in Detroit than he does in Cleveland. Because in Detroit, he'll get a lot of playing time. Now you got to play behind all those other guys, so he really won't be. He he won't even be like the first option off the bench. Of course, that'll go to Karis Levert uh, for scoring options, and there's a couple other people too that'll be ahead of him. For the Pistons, he would have came in. He would have had an opportunity to to take that two spot. Or being one of the first ones off the bench, because we got a bunch of young guys, so it might stall his opportunity. So we never know. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to see what he'll do, um, since he was so highly um, decorated in high school, and then uh, I hate to say it, more of a disappointment in college. So, but but we'll see. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, college didn't go as well as we thought it would for him, especially going to Memphis and, and playing for Penny and then uh, coming home. And, I, I man, I could have swore I thought he was going to come to Michigan. That would have been the best move for him. Instead, you go to Ypsilanti, which was a shitty move for him. <laughs> uh, he would have went to Michigan. That would have made Michigan contenders. And that, that, that right there was a really bad move. So, huh? Oh well, you live and you learn the money banks. Live yeah, and learn. So we'll get out of here on that note, and tune in next week. We can review the Nas album. Anything else that drops on on Friday? Um, oh, and I got one show. Um, I did not know Little John had a home improvement show, but it is actually worth watching. So I'll, I'll leave on that note. What man, you been sleeping, Rodney? I've been. We watch that all the time, man. Little Little John is awesome, and yeah, this show is awesome. Too. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm like, how did I not know this existed before? 
Welcome to the club, Rodney. Welcome to the mm-hmm. club. So, yeah, now we could get out of here on that note. And we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.